let's get this party started. Yeah. Welcome to Gone Trippin' episode four. four. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. actually past three. I mean, I, know, right? I feel like three is the, the threshold that you like. It, it, you do three and you, you haven't gotten any viewers just like us. Exactly. And then you quit. But well, we're not going to quit. Exactly. Well, three strikes and you're out. Yes. And on the third strike, we actually got a hit. So we get a strike. True. And uh, audio, all audio was Yeah, it was great. It was great. It's great. So I think we are on, got the show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> we got a really good guest for today. Oh, I, I am super stoked about our guests. Yeah. Guests. Teaser. Ooh. Teaser. Teaser. There's guests. More than one. Yes. So as, as implies, yes, yeah, that's what it implies. So yeah, let's get started first with yeah. our drink of the day. Dun, 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 dun. I think you picked today's. I did. You like kind of a special me? reason too, but it's called Stewart's Key Lime. We had a uh, Stewart's um, orange, orange cream, cream soda yeah, for yeah, show. Yeah. Yes, I didn't like that one very much, but I'm uh, I'm going into this one open minded. Yes, yes. Well, you just don't like. Good do you need things, any help with so. yours? I do not. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so funny. He has jokes. Ooh. Yeah. Did you guys get that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that, too? <laughs> oh, that's that much better. That's that one's tasty. Better. It's kind of like a key better. lime pie without the graham cracker crust. I definitely get the, the lime. I don't know if I get the key. Well, key lime is a li- type of lime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, you're looking for some metal or... Right. Yeah. Yeah. That one is tasty. Yeah, that is really tasty. Again, it's uh, pure cane sugar, and uh, the best. Yes, always, and smooth lime taste. It really is. It's very smooth. It is very smooth. Um, That is how I would describe it. There will be a drink coming up later that uh, it is a grapefruit lemonade combo, and it is good. It is not smooth like this one. It's not like sweet. It's very. You know, um, tart to it. Have you ever had um, Sprite? cranberry mm-hmm. it's a weird little combination and i'm not like i'm not a huge fan of cranberries not because i don't like cranberries but because nothing has cranberries usually in it so it does now like, everything has cranberry now right it's like cranberry thing. cranberry ginger ale yeah is it is it the next uh um pumpkin spice probably probably <laughs> i mean i love cranberry or avocado. avocado cranberry juice thing. like Irrigo simply, simply cranberry juice is one of my favorites. Mm, it's good. It'll probably be a drink of the day someday. Oh, because it's. See, like I'm excited to try. Awesome. Because uh, I didn't really have a lot of experience with cranberry, and then so with the cranberry sprite, to me is like if you were, you know how like uh, when you take some kind of drinks that has like a really long aftertaste, like you mm. you have it in your mouth for like 20 minutes or so. The cranberry sprite to me is the exact opposite, and I've never had that experience before. But yeah. like, as soon as you drink it, the flavor's gone. It's yeah, like, it's just gone now. Well, well <laughs> the funny thing about cranberries is, um, where do you, do you know where cranberries come from? Um, I'm gonna guess a tree. Yeah, where like, but what a part like where in the world it comes from? Oh, oh, um, probably somewhere tropical. Right? Wow. No, no, you're wrong. Oh, but that's really? what I thought. Growing up, Ocean Spray always sure. had Bobby McFerrin. Doing these different commercials and it's like ocean spray, right? And like like water spraying and of stuff. Course. And and then especially because it's ocean spray, you would see the the ocean tide roll in and you know, oh hit the rocks. rocks, yeah. So my whole childhood growing up, I thought cranberries were totally a tropical fruit, and not just my whole life growing up, growing up until like I was in my nineteen twenty years old, <laughs> and then I was in the middle of the country and in Iowa and found out that uh, they come from cold climates like really? wisconsin oh and yeah so huh. now when you see like the 
ocean spray commercials. It's usually these cranberry farmers. It's just all crap. And they're sitting in these like, you know, Oh, waiters. I have seen those. Their waiters sit in these uh, cranberry troughs. Yeah, but yeah, like it's totally a. Those commercials have been around for a long time. I feel like yeah, and that's right around the time that I was figuring this all out, and I was like, whoa, because uh, I always thought ocean spray. Yeah, it's like I figured it came from like Jamaica or something. Yeah, that's what I would. I would so, guess like some learn something new today. Something man, maybe hopefully somebody else out there does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. just hitting you with knowledge here in this podcast. Well, let's get, let's talk some travel knowledge. Let's talk, uh, talk yeah. about some news stories. And, uh, we, we don't have too much news for you guys today. We we're really excited to get into yeah. our guests and we, we want to give them lots time. of time. Yeah. So, uh, save some time for them. And, uh, so yeah, we'll ooh, bust into these. I'm going to go in first. You got it. Um, so the 2018 summer vacation hottest destinations. I'm coming at you guys with those, but really more important. This comes in the term of a tip. According to Google, the biggest spike in searches for summer vacations happens in early May. And accordingly, the prices start to go up after that. Cause Ooh. as, as you start to fill up hotels, the rooms raise in prices and you get closer and closer to when you actually want to do your vacations. So basically before early May, which is this weekend basically. Right. Um, so if you're not listening to this, you know, Friday afternoon, you're going to miss out. So incentive to, uh, yeah. to listen early. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, or uh, there's always next year, right? Right. True. True. Probably true, true. similar year to year. So either you're listening to this Friday in 2018 or maybe next year. Yeah. You start <laughs> planning ahead. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, so you, you basically want to be booking your booking your stuff now, you know, getting your hotels and renting your cars and, and whatnot. Try to get that done now to save money. But the five biggest places, also, if you're trying to avoid a bunch of other tourists, maybe avoid these five places. <laughs> right. But three of them are in Hawaii. Yeah, which is funny because you just, yeah, you would assume Hawaii would be like top five, right? Because everybody's yeah. like, oh, Hawaii. Sure. And actually, <laughs> uh, apparently, um, Hawaii is one of the top places that people want to visit before they die it's just oh, like really hawaii is like that bucket list thing interesting um but yeah there's uh santa fe new mexico uh Kona. which is number one yeah uh, oh wait actually no. no oh it came in at weird numbers i think yeah santa fe is five though <laughs> okay santa, santa that makes more sense yeah i mean uh, as much sense as it makes that right. santa fe is in there right. not five. <laughs> yeah I, I was surprised to see it at all and even the article uh, mentions that florida and california usually get some spots but they're missing from this list this interesting year. so 2018 is a weird year i think uh people are speci- especially well, they, sick of the cold there's a lot of weird things going on in florida and california though too that's true so. <laughs> that's true yeah. um so santa fe new mexico kona I hope I'm pronouncing these Hawaiian places right. It, that one was the easy one. Yes. Kona, Hawaii is number four. Province, Rhode Island is number three. And I was baffled by that one. Okay. So that's funny because my wife, uh, that's, as soon as we got over here to the East Coast, she's like, I want to go to Rhode Island. And I was like, okay, why do you want to go to Rhode Island? Wow. And apparently she did like a fifth grade project <laughs> and had to do like it was on the state of Rhode Island. Mm. And so she's like, I did a, a report on Rhode Island. I was in fifth grade, so I really want to go. Wow. I really want to be there. But everybody I talked to actually says that Rhode Island is beautiful. Really? Yeah. I know that Rhode Island is a place that New Yorkers go when the leaves are changing. Mm, yeah. So at the end of summer, they'll go 
to Rhode Island to see the see the leaves change and apparently it's way better than New York. Uh, I can't necessarily testify to that, but yeah, I, <laughs> well, I, I will, I told my wife I would take her hopefully this so, year. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so book early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially and, uh, <laughs> well, we might just wait until next year. We might go on off, off, you know, off time. Yeah. There but, you go. That's uh, the way to do it. Cause you can still find, find stuff to do. Um, I imagine the lighthouses are pretty cool over there. Yeah, right. And then, of course, there's got to be like a thousand and one lighthouse statue uh, stores. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm so like, and we we have one of those, uh, you know, that shed place that's like down here when you go to the mall. Mm, yeah. They got like all those lighthouses and they've had the same lighthouses. Nobody's buying these lighthouses. <laughs> I, I can't believe I know, every time I see them. I know someone who's buying them. Really? But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I know, I know a lighthouse collector. But uh, And that's our guest for this episode. No, yeah, just no, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just amazing how many lighthouses he's found. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, so, and Kahului? Kahului, yeah. Kahului? Kahului. Or is it Kahului? Kahului is probably it. Yeah, that sounds much I mean, more Hawaii still Hawaiian. has the eye. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But it has two eyes, so maybe that's, that's true. Maybe maybe maybe, we're the eye. maybe we can uh, call in on a, a resident Hawaiian. Yeah. And have them uh, make sure we get this right. Yeah. Somebody call in and tell us how to pronounce this stuff. Uh, and then number one, Kauai. I, I believe it's Kauai. Kauai. Kauai, Kauai Hawaii. Yeah. I've heard of that one. Kauai, Kauai Hawaii. That's fun to say. Yes, it is. If we Kauai, had uh, if we had actual episode names, that would be the name of the name episode. of this one. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should start naming them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah, put that on the back burner. No, those sounds a lot like of stuff going on. Those sound like uh, fun places. Yeah, I, I feel like they should probably fix that though. Of like, I don't know. You can't have more than one state or more oh. than one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially like. Especially if these, I, don't, I didn't look up a map. I should have. I'm sorry, guys. I'm letting you down. Um, I don't know how close these places are, but I agree in a sense. Like, if it's within a hundred mile radius, that's one trip to me. Well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Kauai and Kona are on different islands. Sure, sure, of, sure. Of but still, but still, I mean, like, it's like if you're yeah. gonna go that far, right? It's not like one year you go to right, Kauai and right. then you go to Kona. Yeah, but there's not um, too many people doing a weekend in Hawaii. I feel like yeah, yeah. they're usually for like two weeks. Yeah, and you, like you'd most go ones for I know, they're like yeah. So I started out in Honolulu, mm-hmm. and then I went up to Waikiki, right. and then I took a plane over to the you know the small island. Um, mm. Anyway, oh, and there's actually a lot of flooding in Hawaii going right now. Oh, if you really? didn't know, yeah, I did not know. Um, that. Something like two hundred and something campers were stranded. For, oh, well, it, it snowed in Hawaii. Did it like really? this last winter? Yeah, <sighs> and uh, up at the like there's that famous. If you ever watch. Um, Hawaii Five O, like I do. Mm. There's always a shot they get, and it, usually it's a shot you always see. But it's like a, an observatory on top of like a huge volcano mountain. Oh, oh, and that's there was cool. snow up there. Yeah, wow. This winter, like it snowed in Hawaii. That's, yeah. <laughs> so hell is frozen over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Um. But uh, yeah, enough volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, the, the uh, Santa Fe though. In all seriousness, I heard is actually very pretty. I have an uncle who lives and, there. Yeah, and and New Mexico is the land of enchantment. I don't know if you knew that either. I didn't know that. And so um, I, I've always heard is that, that. Like so, I'm, uh, as you know, I just moved from Virginia. And yeah, quote unquote, Virginia is for lovers. Well, I found out why. Oh, but you told me. Yeah, is yeah. It- <laughs> the, the 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 you know with Virginia requiring that uh, 
you stay oh. stay with your if you're gonna get a divorce, you have to stay with your spouse for a year right. solid yes. before you can actually like, unbelievable after you file. Right. So and if you are ever in the same house, like staying overnight again, the clock yeah, resets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not not stay in the house. You have to yeah, be separated yeah. for a year before yes. they'll actually grant the divorce. Absolutely. So insane. which I mean, maybe some people like think about it like six months like you know what it's just easier to stay back together i don't know yeah but I could, maybe that's why they say virginia's for lovers i've I, always wondered why and I, I think it's so strange too because i mean it was named after a virgin yeah virginia was <laughs> after the virgin queen so, right <laughs> like it's it's very weird yes yeah so well, I, I don't know if New Mexico, that, the land that, of enchantment is like that. That is on their their license plates. So, yes, sure. it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's actually en- enchanting, um, then well, that's fine. I, yeah, I've <laughs> not been yet. That's one of the states I've not hit. I got close mm. uh, with Arizona. But, uh, um, yeah, it, everybody that I know who – actually, we should have brought this up with Tim last, uh, last time mm. we had him on. He's been there. But um, New Mexico is literally – it's desert, but it's got lots of mesas. Um, it's a less populated Arizona, <laughs> um, but supposedly there is a lot of uh, like green areas, a lot of high desert. Um, really? Yeah, like Albuquerque is like five thousand feet or something like that. Whoa! Or maybe it's Santa Fe. That's Santa really... Fe might be five thousand feet, but one of them. Yeah, that's is way, way higher. Up than high. I thought. Yeah, but uh, um, and like they, they get snow and stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so I, I definitely put that one on the list and I don't think you'd have too many issues with overcrowding as far as, well, maybe this go. year, maybe, maybe this apparently year. according to Google. So we'll see. Maybe we'll see. I also if anybody heard that, goes, let us know how it goes. I also heard that Albuquerque has a meth problem. Mm. Some science teacher over there went, uh, went crazy making meth. Oh yeah. You ever seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, I was going to okay. say, I was, like, I was like, is he, is he going for the, the Breaking Bad bit or are yes. you telling me that somebody like it's followed real. the Breaking Bad thing? Yeah. We were discussing before we started how to go gullible you are. So. <laughs> well, you know, you come up with so many good facts sometimes and then you throw in a curveball. I know, right? <laughs> Make sure I'm paying attention. I know. Uh, but yeah, no, um, that's awesome. I was going to say, uh, I, I have my new story, uh, today is, uh, next week is the beginning of national tourism week. Ooh. So I guess that's actually, uh, the week after next. So, um, Oh, May, May 6th through the 12th. Yes. May 6th through the 12th is national tourism week in wow. the U S um, U S travel, uh, puts that together. And, uh, there's a lot of events around the country. Um, there's a lot of events in like your local States and that kind of stuff that have different, um, nice booths you can go to um but also it's just a, what it is is to really get people out mm. um to tour um yeah. the u.s and visit and so i just figured i'd bring that up yeah since we're talking about travel and uh challenge uh our our listeners yeah go, and go ourselves do some stuff. to go do something yeah next uh on between the 6th and the 13th or 6th and the 12th yep post about it make sure you hashtag mm-hmm. gone trip and podcast yeah Absolutely. And, get out there. Yeah. And uh, let's see if we can get some tourism going. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, a yeah, maybe Santa Fe. Yeah. Maybe Santa. <laughs> I don't know if, yeah, maybe somebody from Santa Fe. I don't know if I'm going to get that far. Right. <laughs> but no, uh, definitely not. Yeah. We might go to Gettysburg or something. Take yeah. the kids. Yeah. That'd be fun. Get some good pics. Yeah. Get some good pics. And yeah. Share them on that Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Which is actually beginning kind of popular or Instagram. Is, oh your, yeah. Your wife, it is. Uh, yeah. Did some, did some work on that New York yeah, trip. She did some uh, awesome stuff there in New York, especially with food. Um, yeah. 
you may or may not notice in the in the pictures that she's pregnant, but she was enjoying the food for sure. So, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, seems like a good place to find uh, this uh, something to help your um, what are they called? Uh, there's very specific when you're pregnant uh, cravings. Oh yes, yeah, yes. The, the very like weird cravings. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny how much she was like. It looked really cool. I'm like, yeah, but did it taste good? Right. <laughs> like that's doesn't matter what it looks like. Right. Sometimes I've always found that the best things, things that taste the best. Yeah, they look usually, scary. They usually look the same as when they come out. So. Uh, <laughs> That's right. why we love Indian food so much. Right. right? Yeah, I was going to say Mexican food, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's my, that's my story. Just a little shorty there. All right. Yeah. And, uh, so the last one we're hitting you guys with is a kind of weird one and it's weird. Self-proclaimed weird. Um, it's the, about this comp, this couple that started this like passion project on the side mm. where they're, they, but because they desired the to look into their neighbors' houses, that was the the thing. That's creepy. Yeah, it's extremely <laughs> creepy, and I think they they know that or at least yeah. admit it. Um, so their their whole thing was like, man, I really want to see what the inside of my neighbor's house looks like. So they started this tour of crazy wacky houses in uh, Austin where they where they were based. Um, and so they got like 10 houses on this tour um, and it was really specific. It wasn't just like a normal tour. Like they had the people, they wanted the people to stay in the houses right. when people were touring because they wanted, you know, they wanted uh, people who were touring the house to like talk to the owner and stuff like that. And some of these houses are super crazy people. Uh, I'll post the um, article on Reddit, but it is that, I mean, some of them are nanes. Oh yeah, well, I, I didn't say you showed me one um, that uh, yeah, it was like a boneyard or yeah, something. Yeah, it, it was super weird. I just, so there actually made national news um, like in the last two weeks or so. But there's a house in Idaho in Boise. Um, they call it like the Castle House or whatever. But mm. uh, uh, this guy came in and built this house on this really nice old street that all the houses run on. Uh, natural hot spring water. Oh, uh, geothermal water. That's so awesome. Um, but yeah, he built it into like a castle. So it actually had like a terrace, like the old terrace that has the cutouts, you know, like a rook. On oh, a, on a oh, oh, sure. And it was a pat, like a patio up on top. So like he would just hang out there on top of his, oh man, uh, on top of his uh, pillar and, and look out at everything. But wow, uh, that's super it's a awesome. super cool looking house. It's actually for sale right now. If anybody's interested, wow. Maybe um, the Neffs, I believe, is yeah. The, David maybe. and Shell, Shell, Shell Ness, Neff, Neff. Yeah, they they'd be interested in yeah, buying like, it. Like a Neff said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I know it's a pretty penny, it's like over a million dollars, probably right. Um, but uh, it is a unique home and yeah, a unique area. I'm sure it would fit right into these right, doors, right next to the old Idaho Penitentiary, <laughs> <laughs> historic <laughs> Idaho Penitentiary. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. That, I, and Austin's known for being a little weird. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's kind of what they said. It was that like, there was like a, almost like a, there was like a stigma against weird houses. Like there was a lot so, of like homeowner associations, like coming down on them. Yeah. There's that boneyard one. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so I guess my question is, can you stay in those or can you just go and look at them? I think you just kind of go and do like a daytime tour. Cause I think, I, I think I they tell. could turn this into like, you know, part of like an Airbnb type oh, service. Yeah. And that would be cause like, Oh, that'd be fun to go stay in that. You know right. what I mean? And stay in that awkward, weird home. Um, and then just like, 
maybe have different hours to where like, oh yeah, you have to be out of the house <laughs> from 9 a.m. Right. or 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Right. That's when our business is open for people to come look at these weird houses. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's I mean, so I would, I'd, I don't know if I'd go walk around a home necessarily, but go and like stay in a cool one like that. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I love seeing like when I was like looking for a place, uh, when I moved up here, like I just love going into houses and yeah. like, just looking at the architecture <laughs> and the decisions made. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, one, this kind of reminds me also of, uh, in Cottonwood, Idaho, which is like Podunkville, Idaho. There's just not a lot of people there. Um, it's between Southern Idaho and Northern Idaho. Mm. And, uh, but there is a couple there that, uh, I don't know, like 25, 30 years ago, decided they were going to build a uh, dog. Like, so it's shaped like a dog. It's like a 30 foot dog. <laughs> and inside the belly of the dog is a like one room what? bed and breakfast. And so like on the backside, like you have to go up, climb stairs <laughs> to get into it. On but the, then that end of the dog. No, no, no. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. So like when you see it from the highway, like you see this, this beagle, it's a beagle. Okay. You see this huge giant beagle, and then on one side of it has like a um, a deck. Oh, and so you, okay. You climb stairs to the deck, and then there's where the door Inside, is okay. into the belly, I and see. then and then the head is a loft. Oh man! And uh, and anyway, they have like a nice little basket. For I thought you were telling me stuff. the stairs like went up to the butt. And yeah, like, like man, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I was with you until yes, that. <laughs> you guys kept it clean for sure. But uh, yeah, my sister actually stayed at it. And, really? Yeah, and uh, she's got six kids. And uh, she called me one day and said, "Yeah, we're gonna drive up to my sister that lives in Spokane, Washington." So she's like, "We're gonna drive up there and probably you know hang out." stop somewhere and stay the night type thing. And, and uh, I said, Oh, well you should, uh, you got to stop at the, the, um, dog bark park is what it's called. Dog bark park. <laughs> the dog bark park. And she's like the dog bark park. And it's like, yeah, it's a giant dog that you can stay in. It's like a bed and breakfast. And she goes, you're so dumb. <laughs> and then before she finished that sentence, she goes, Oh my goodness, this is actually kind of cool and it's affordable. And yeah. so she, turned 180 and they ended up wow. staying there and it was funny because i met them up there and uh, we were at a family gathering and i met them up there and when the kids when they showed up the kids jumped out of the car we stayed inside of a dog <laughs> 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 it was the coolest thing they'd never done so that's so awesome but uh, they, they, I bet they loved it yeah and like it's pet friendly so of course um, right the, the that would loft. be that would be the most ridiculous thing ever if you were like, this is our dog-shaped uh, bed and breakfast. No dogs, no dogs. allowed. No, cat, no cats allowed. But right. Dogs well, that finishing. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah. you're not allowed to bring chocolate in. Exactly. But that, it's one of those where I'm like, man, that would be way, way fun to stay in. But uh, nice. yeah, yeah, could go along those same lines. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the Austin Weird Home Tour is now on its fifth year. They added uh, um, Houston and new orleans and uh they're adding portland and detroit this summer Ooh, portland should be real easy yeah <laughs> portland and then uh Might 2009 spendy, yeah but. right exactly 2019 they're adding san francisco Ooh. and uh david uh neff he said uh in the article they had him quoted as saying that uh san francisco should be like shooting fish in a barrel for them yeah for, oh, for sure weird houses and also people who want to see weird houses yeah so i i, I do the people still own the houses and then people walk through? yeah I okay think so. so it's I think, not like they've got to buy up all these houses no no i, I okay i was from like where they get the money from <laughs> they didn't like go too into like the business model but from what yeah. i can tell they strike some kind of deal with the weird home owner yeah that they get <laughs> the like, weird some, yeah the, 
the owner of the weird home. <laughs> oh, sure. I guess it depends on where the hyphen is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, owner of the weird house uh, gets like some kind of percentage of the tour fee or something like that. But apparently like they live in the house the could, whole time. Could you imagine if like to tour the home, it's the same as like an Airbnb, but you don't get to stay in it. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had to like rent it for a certain 39 bucks a person yeah. to go through this home. <laughs> That would be extremely yeah. expensive. Yeah, super. Yeah, I didn't see any prices in the article. Um, I don't know if they get into it. I should have gone to their website. Yeah, but um, well, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, interesting. I mean, I could probably go check it out. Yeah, uh, it seems I like, like a cool like destination thing. You get to like experience a lot of other <laughs> things in kind of like a like a very safe kind yeah. of way. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny because like we we already bought a house, but every time we see like oh there's an open house, we should go look at it. Definitely, like, you know I'm what I mean? so in that. And yeah. uh, not that we're gonna buy it or anything, but it's interesting to go see what other yeah. houses are built, especially out here where they're all old. You know, it's yeah, like, they're oh, really this is crazy. But uh, yeah, well, um, I'm really excited for the next yeah. part of the show. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go get them on the line real quick. Yep, and uh, they'll be joining us. Uh, from in, in Skype and um, Chris and Carrie Blazer, yeah, from the island of Bali, yes. Which so is, right yeah. after uh, <laughs> right after a short break, although yeah. it won't, you won't really experience it, yeah. any break at all. It'll be like we'll get quiet and then it'll start back up again. Yeah, it'll be like, <laughs> uh, there yeah, you go. exactly. That'll be the break. Sound. There you go. <laughs> all right. So when you hear that, you'll know that we're breaking. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. All right, here we are back uh, with the Gone Trippin' Podcast. Yes. And we have our guest. Uh, I'm excited, super excited about this guest. Yeah, you've been talking about them all week. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I'm super excited. Uh, we grew up together. Mm. Uh, but I have Chris and Carrie Blazer uh, Skyping in with us. Uh, Chris, Carrie, how are you guys doing today? Great. We're doing good. Thanks good. for having us. <laughs> good. How about you tell everybody where you're at right now? We are currently in Bali, Indonesia been here for almost a week so how are you guys liking it it's hot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they, they can't you, see you but chris is wearing a tank and he's looking hot so yeah. oh yeah <laughs> in, in more ways than one yeah right? exactly exactly <laughs> no um and uh yeah so bali is 12 hours different from yes. us so while it is morning here it is almost midnight kind of right i mean yeah. two hours away for you guys yep yeah winding yeah. down got the yep. kids to bed yeah kids just went to sleep kids are asleep <laughs> very cool our first international uh, guest <laughs> yeah well you know we start our show each uh each time with uh drink of the day and today is the stewart's key lime drink and uh one of the reasons uh we, i picked this one today is i'm pretty sure this is the first time i ever had it was with chris when we were in high school junior high high school so um I, I, it's a shout out to you buddy <laughs> appreciate that yeah. uh, you guys should get yours in the mail soon yeah yeah <laughs> okay. we, may not, we may not be here when it goes yeah <laughs> all right yeah so so you are moving on from bali to where um we're here for 30 days there's some visa restrictions that kind of limit the time that we can stay here okay uh, so we're here for almost exactly 30 days and then we're off to Thailand. We're going to be in Bangkok and a few other places in Thailand from there. And then we don't really know after that yet. Awesome. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't really do like yeah. an intro. Of no. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. So. Uh, bad form. That, bad podcast I, I, form. We're, we're going to get to it. Yeah. That's what that's. I was going in a different direction. Oh, okay. Than just, uh, hey, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So. Oh, you're teasing it. I like <laughs> yes, that. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> before we get going too far, much further, 
Uh, go ahead and, I mean, I know kind of what you guys have been doing. Uh, Cameron here only knows a little bit because of what I told him. Yeah. But uh, so tell us, uh, kind of summarize your journey of to where, what got you to Bali? Do you want to summarize or oh, would you like me to? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's something that we've, uh, both of us have always wanted to do. And it's kind of one thing that brought us together before we even got married when we met is our love of travel and especially international travel. And more importantly is we both have always wanted to expose our kids to diverse cultures and different realities that exist um, elsewhere in the world. And, you know, in the United States, as you guys know, we live a pretty uh, pretty privileged existence. And while that is the case in a lot of different areas of the world, that's not always the case everywhere else in the world. And we wanted our kids to see that so that they could build a little bit more gratitude for the life that we have and the luxuries that we enjoy. And uh, so that's always been something that we wanted to do. And um, Carrie started her own company a few years back. And a few years later, I joined in that effort. And we work together now for our little business. And uh, we work you can online. Go ahead and plug that business. Really have any? Know. Go ahead. What? Go ahead and plug that business. Yeah. Feel uh, free. KB Cute Designs. <laughs> she makes <laughs> all the baby things. Baby clothes, baby blankets, beanies. Awesome. Uh, we're expanding soon. We won't uh, go into that yet because it's not official. Oh. Well, send us over that link and we'll put it up on our website. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. So. You know, working online obviously frees you from some of the tethers you have geographically and um, circumstances just kind of came together at the right time last year. And we kind of just made the decision that if we were going to do this thing that we always wanted to do, this is the perfect time. Our kids are the right age. You know, school is, you know, school is school. You can <laughs> you can send them to school or you can teach them. Instead of from a book, you can take them to the, all these places that they're learning about in a classroom. Yeah. And you can give them that context to understand all these things and teach them even more effectively. And so the decision kind of revolved significantly around education for our kids and, you know, just the freedom to make decisions for ourselves and, and follow that path. And it's the same answer you get from a lot of people that do these kind of things, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not not too many people end up doing it, though. So it's, yeah. uh, it's well, and, and from people yeah, actually. The other goal is to maybe inspire some more people to maybe yeah. break away from you know, I've, I've worked in corporate jobs and I'm not a big fan personally. You know, some people love them. I know plenty of people who live that life and they enjoy it. And uh, we're not, I, I, I refer to it as box checkers. You know, we're not much of the, the kind of people that check those boxes. You know, I feel like a lot of people, they are told that you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job for a nice corporation somewhere and you live your life, you save for retirement and you retire at 65 or 72, depending on and then you uh, try to where enjoy you are and, from there, right? and how, how well you do. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really, never really bought into that whole philosophy. Um, and Carrie's kind of the same way. I'm actually polar opposite in a way because I went to high school. I got a scholarship, went to a four-year education, got my bachelor's degree, was working for my dad who like started his own business. And so... I don't know. It's kind of a mix and match. But I think another thing that we want to show our kids are the different kind of lives they can have. If they want to go to high school and they want to go to college and they want to work for a corporation, if they want to do whatever they want, they can. 
but they can also look around the world and be like, well, shoot, I can do whatever I want. So let's figure out what I want to do and make that the goal, not, okay, what, what direction does everybody say I need to go? And that's what I need to do kind of thing. So really open up their eyes to different cultures, but also a different way of life and living in general, instead of the nine to five and the, you know, workday grind and then the weekends off and whatever else. So, yeah, well, it's, it's funny. Cause uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a, a documentary that, uh, uh, I went and watched called most likely to succeed. I don't know if you guys have heard uh-huh. of it or mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Um, and, and that kind of hits home with that whole thing. Um, and kind of, yeah, there is a different way. I mean, everything else has changed, but school has never changed except for, I guess now not everybody meets in one room buildings. Um, you know, like they did 200 years ago, but yeah. it's, it's not a whole lot has changed as far as education goes. Um, but with the workforce, uh, it's changed a ton. Yeah. And, sure. mm-hmm. um, I'm actually the opposite. I've actually heard of more people doing this type of thing. Um, I have quite a few friends that have done it, uh, besides Chris, uh, Chris and I actually have a, a mutual, uh, a friend acquaintance that we went to school with that is actually headed out to Thailand here soon. Oh, um, Ooh. Oh, cool. And his mm-hmm. wife. And, uh, yeah, so you guys might <laughs> cross paths. There you um, go. Cool. Yeah, but uh, they're going, I think, for a year um, as well. Uh, his wife does online consulting stuff, so mm. um, they're able to do that. Um, it definitely but, seems like with like you guys uh, in your situation with internet uh, jobs or base jobs, um, a lot more people have the option. But I guess I'm just younger, so all of my friends are still talking about doing it. None of them have actually done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because well, any, anybody doing like this kind of thing at 25 is just irresponsible. Dude, yeah. Ex- you know? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's one of the, that's one of the things that like, so there's another, um, another guy that, uh, I actually worked with and he was working the corporate grind. Um, and he did that for, you know, 10 years. Um, but he built up a nest egg. Uh, and then branched out and started his own internet consulting business. Um, and uh, he has like five kids, mm-hmm. uh, and they picked up and they moved down to um, uh, Mexico, Cancun. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Acapulco. That's what it was, Acapulco. Uh, and they were down there for like two years. Um, they would uh, do all sorts of stuff there. Uh, he was doing his business, and then – um, they came, would come back home to visit family mm. and they had family in Idaho and California. And so they'd mm. get an RV and travel around for just two to three rounds. months. Yeah. And, <laughs> and visit everything. And they're actually just now after, um, excuse me, that soda. Um, <laughs> I know, but so early uh, in the morning, yeah, I know. <laughs> so but, <laughs> but yeah, two, uh, yeah, two, uh, things spent three years total now uh, of this. They are moving back and, uh, back to Idaho and, but they've, they've definitely gained a lot from doing so. And it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, Chris, uh, 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 they've been planning this for a little while. We talked actually, uh, right before I got married last May and he had talked a little bit about doing something like this and, um, it's really inspiring and cool to see them actually do it. Yeah. But, uh, the, the one thing that, um, is out there is, is there are, uh, there's the cautious traveler out there 
And I, and knowing Chris, he's not one of those cautious travelers. And the fact that he's like scared to do something, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm saying you're not scared to do something like, like you've lived outside, you've lived outside the U S before, but like somebody who's never been outside the U S they, this would be a hard thing for them to do. I think, or yeah. even get their head around. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely that's the type of person that's that, a big part of why we're doing this yeah. is, yeah. you know, it's in a lot of ways, it's a proof of concept. Yeah. And you know, like you said before, there are a lot of people, most people, that are well known, you know, there are a lot of influencers, you know, quote unquote influencers that do this kind of thing. And you find that there's a backstory and most of them have a nest egg or have, you know, they sold an internet company or whatever it is. And they have a good chunk of money sitting somewhere. We don't have that. We, you know, we're not yeah. sitting on a fortune that's funding our travels by any means. We're trying to prove <laughs> that you don't have to have a ton of money to travel the world and have an adventure and teach your kids. Yeah. And well, that's uh, you kind know, of our thing too. So <laughs> that? that's kind of, that's kind of what we're trying to push. And that's, and that's kind of the, the whole thing is, is you don't have to be, you don't have to be crazy adventurous in, um, I put you guys almost in the extreme of being able to go out there and do that. I, that's, mm-hmm. um, I know, that uh, some people just they they could not do that much, but sometimes you have to take baby steps and just going. I mean, if you haven't seen uh, places that are within two hours of your home, mm-hmm. y- y- you need to start branching out and you need to go out. Mm-hmm. and And Chris and I grew up together, mm-hmm. as I said before. And one of the things that <clears throat> that we were <clears throat> excuse me lucky enough to have was influences in our lives that made us get out and do stuff. Um, we had a scout master that, uh, every month would take us out on some kind of a, tr- a trip, whether it was to a hotel, uh, in, you know, nearby Salt Lake city. And we'd stay at a hotel and go visit all these different sites and different things. And this group of boys and, and, uh, with good role models and would show us these different things and then camping trips, uh, the next month. And we had a lot of different opportunities to learn to get out and do stuff. Mm. Um, but even then sometimes life gets in the way and we're told you need to do this, you need to go right. to work, you know, and, and I think that work ethic is good, but also if you're doing the work, um, but not getting the results that you want in your life, then you're just beating your head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, Chris, you were talking about, um, uh, the fact of, uh, kind of doing it now and most people they work and then retire at 65 or whatever. And, and then they start, that's when they start enjoying their life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember listening to this guy, a speaker when I was probably 15 years old and he talked about, uh, how he was driving down the road. He's like a 25 year old guy. He's driving down the road and he pulls up on this really nice, um, car. It was like a, a Lamborghini. And he pulls up to it expecting to see some like, you know, rich guy hanging sure. out in it. That's like, you know, in his thirties or forties. And as he pulls up, he looks through the window and he sees these wrinkly old hands <laughs> and he pulls up right next to him. It's this like 75 year old dude. And sure. he just thought to himself, like, I don't want to wait until I'm 70 years old to be able to enjoy my life because I've been mm. working so hard. I want to work hard to afford to make take care of things. And so a lot of it's just taking that first step. And, um, um, that's, you know, kind of one of the things we're all about, uh, is I remember, um, 
there was there was a story I, I once heard, and it was about this guy who was traveling from New York City um, with his family. They lived in New York City. They're driving to the Grand Canyon in Arizona, which I know you guys are familiar with, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, being from Arizona. Uh, and this was back in like the 60s. And they were driving through southern Utah to get to the Grand Canyon. And they were in a small town uh, just on the Utah-Arizona border. They stopped to get gas, and they were talking to the attendant at the gas station. And uh, he said, hey, I see your plates are from New York. Have you been to the uh, uh, Statue of Liberty? And uh, the gentleman from New York is like, no, I haven't. And uh, he just kind of was like, that's crazy. And he goes, oh, I've been. It was awesome. This guy from southern Utah, you know, 2,500 miles away, had been to the Statue of Liberty. But this guy who's lived for 20 years in New York City right. had never been to the Statue of Liberty. And uh, he's like, well, what are you guys doing out here? And he said, well, we're going to the Grand Canyon. And he goes, ah, oh, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. And he lived two <laughs> hours <laughs> from the Grand Canyon. And it's just right. one of those things that um, – Grass is always greener. It, yeah. And so it's just one of those things where um, – it's building up to those, those things. Uh, Chris and Carrie have, uh, you can go to their Instagram um, and you can see they've traveled all over Arizona. They've traveled California, um, Idaho, Utah. They've expanded and they've got their kids to the point where this is uh, something that they're ready for. One of the things I can, going into, um, I've been following you guys on Instagram and uh, watching your story. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I, I'd like you to tell us what happened. So just to kind of bring it all together too. So they, they left about a month ago. Is that right? Yeah. End yeah. of April, end of, uh, end of March. End of yeah, March. End of yeah. March. So they, that's when they took off and they started their journey to get to their end destination, Thailand. And they really are making this trip an adventure because they went to multiple places rather than just flying straight in. Uh, where was the first place you went and what happened, Carrie? Oh, my word. <laughs> so technically, the first place we went was Seattle, from Phoenix to Seattle, and the flight was fine. It was the first time any of our kids had flown, and we were like, they did so good. They're going to be great. We've got this seven hours. This is going to be fine. It's an overnight flight, so we were not sweating it at all. So we get on the plane, and our youngest will not fall asleep. He won't. like. We get a couple hours into the flight, and he's just crying, not like tears crying just like a whining he's not comfortable something's hurting so i keep trying to pop his ears he won't put his earphones on like his headphones to watch a movie no nothing he just is not having any of it so i'm like he's got an ear infection he has to have an ear infection as soon as we land in iceland we've got to find a clinic and get him some medicine because our flight was to paris after that was only seven days away and the antibiotics take 10 days oh so I'm in this mom panic of, okay, we can't check in, so we got to get our car, we got to go find a clinic. Chris takes him into a clinic, and <laughs> while Carrie and the girls slept in the car the because we didn't sleep all night in the car in a country you've never been to. <laughs> so I stayed in the car. Chris took Boston into the clinic, and they come out an hour later, and I'm totally asleep. And he wakes me up, and he's like, "Well, she said he's got an ear infection, and she's worried that it might be." kind of severe, like more than just a normal ear infection. So her friend, the ENT that works at this hospital, we need to go there and see her because she's so there right now. Basically because of the language. There's, I mean, most Icelanders speak really good, good English. English. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but there's a little bit of a language barrier. So they, 
you know, when they're talking about these serious things, right. it came across as like nothing at all. When she told me, she's like, you just need to go over to the hospital and have them checked out by the ENT oh, doctor. Yeah, I was like, a, okay, it was kind of weird that we had to go to a hospital and have them checked out. But, <laughs> so we get anyway. to the hospital and it's kind of a mess trying to find this doctor because it's almost Easter weekend and everything closes down there for Easter. They're very mm, right. religious there. And so... Easter is a five-day holiday in Iceland. Yes. So it's wow. Thursday, Tuesday, everything shuts down. Yeah. There are now like just barely some restaurants that are staying open over the weekend because there are so many tourists, but it's crazy. So they were getting ready to close down. We couldn't find the doctor. We kept walking around. Finally, we find her. She's like, oh, yeah, come on in here. We'll take a look at his ear. At this point, he was just, you could physically see his ear like out and down. And I was like, this is not normal. Like, something is going on. And turns out he had mastoiditis, which is the ear infection inside the ear can't drain enough that it pushes the fluid into the bone oh. behind the ear. Blech. And that is, turns out, a very serious life-threatening <laughs> thing if not treated right away because that bone is so close to your brain. Yeah. So she's wow. sitting there telling us, we need to get him in for surgery. We'll just schedule it. And Chris and I are looking at each other like. We Googled it. Holy crap! We made got, the, made we the mistake of Googling. Oh no! WebMD. Like we gotta go home, and she's like, "No, no, no! You cannot fly with this. It will make it worse." Oh no! And so three hours later, he was admitted to the hospital for surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! And now he was he was in the At hospital. Point, we for... weren't even out of the country. I think maybe we were out of the country for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and he was in the hospital I mean, for three or four days. Is that correct or? What's that? that? He was in the hospital after the surgery for a couple of days, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He went into surgery that night, and that hospital closed at 10 o'clock for Easter. And so they transferred him to the children's hospital that was staying open. And he stayed there I for close. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know hospitals closed ever. <laughs> right? But let alone, like, oh, at 10 o'clock, you got to go. The ambulance yeah. is going to come pick you up at 9.55 because we close. We're like... Oh, okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine being in like a waiting room and then hearing like it's closing yeah. time. Like come across like the loudspeaker. Tell everybody to go outside. <laughs> so, so yeah, they put him on over there. They have they call it medical leave, where he's technically still admitted to the hospital, but he could leave the hospital because it wasn't something that he like had to be there and hooked up all the uh, time. That sounds nice. But he had an IV in his arm for five six days yeah we were like cruising around iceland going to waterfalls and stuff and he had an iv totally in his arm, an IV oh. in his arm. <laughs> okay i was gonna say <laughs> he's sitting in the hospital room or you guys took him with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry buddy <laughs> we'll teach yeah. you to get oh, whatever master whatever what was it called again matt Ma- mastoiditis mastoiditis yeah, that's hard mastoiditis. bone right behind your yeah. ear it's like a yeah. porous bone yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is oh, insane. did you guys ever get him back on a plane yeah <laughs> Well, they had to. Yeah, no problem. They didn't didn't drive to Bali. Well, I mean, (laughs) they could have taken a boat. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) The coolest thing about that, though, is right when we were in the hospital meeting with the ENT doctor, we're sitting there waiting, and there was this lady and her mom that was sitting out in the hallway just hanging out. She was waiting for a treatment. And our oldest daughter, Riley, she's a pretty anxious girl. 
and she's had she had Bell's palsy before we left. Anyway, whole separate story. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that one. Um, but anyway, this lady, she's like, hey, she can come sit with us if she wants to. She's Riley heard surgery and she started freaking, freaking out, like out. hyperventilating. She couldn't <laughs> breathe. She was crying. And we're sure. like, you can't do that because Boston doesn't even understand what's going on. Yeah. And if he knows that you're freaking out, he's going to start yeah, freaking out. Like, sure. he's fine because he doesn't know. But, so this lady pokes her head in the door. <laughs> and she's she's from Atlanta. Her mom is from Iceland. And they were in Iceland just to have this medical treatment that her mom needed. And she's like, he, she can come sit with me. So her and our middle daughter, they went and hung out with this lady for like an hour while we're in the room with the doctors hanging out with boss. <laughs> and uh, anyway, long story short, it turns out that her mom owned a guest house that was literally across the street from the mm-hmm. children's hospital there in Reykjavik. And oh, it's wow. un, an unoccupied guest house, a really nice place. They're, they're in the process of selling it, but she's just like, we were having a hard time booking because we had an Airbnb off in the mountains. It was a cabin that we were really excited to go stay at. That we couldn't go to. But because Boston <laughs> had to be admitted to the hospital, now we couldn't go to our Airbnb. We couldn't find a place that short of notice because there's so many people traveling there over Easter. We couldn't find a new hotel or a hostel or anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we just randomly meet these people in the hospital who own <laughs> an air, a, a guest house right across the street. And they're like, you guys can stay there if you want to. No wow. charge. We'd oh, love wow. to have you. That's awesome. It just, it was the most amazing thing. We met these people. We ended up becoming good friends with them. We still are in touch with them now, but that's, it was just, that's so awesome. It, you know, completely altered the experience. Oh yeah. That's one of the things about travel in general and, mm-hmm. and that I've experienced. And I, I, I went on a trip uh, down to Arizona for a bowl game. Boise state was playing in, um, down at uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, and it was in the middle of winter, and it's you know, sixteen hour drive or something like that from Boise to Phoenix, and uh, my roommate was you know wanted to go, and we were gonna camp along the way and different stuff, and but he was getting really freaked out because of all the weather and all these different things, and he was a very anxious kid, but one of the things that uh, everything went really well. There, uh, there was 18 inches of snow that happened in Flagstaff that we got stuck in, um, and I'm pretty sure our car got up on two wheels at one point because no. we went from zero snow to all sudden snow, and uh, we hit that, and yeah, it was crazy. But it was one of those things like we were talking about, and he's like, I don't know why I was freaking out so much, and I said, you know, the one thing that I've like every time I've gone traveling somewhere, the one thing that I have definitely paid attention to is something always goes awry (laughs) it's like it's bound to happen but your faith in humanity and life just grows because Mm -hmm. no matter how bad it gets something always just comes and goes oh how did that happen what are the odds i mean what are the odds that you find some place to stay you know in the situation you're in um just the whole like the whole thing and it's it's happened it happened every time i've i've gone traveling there was a time i had two flat tires and I was, you know, 75 miles from the nearest town on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere and hadn't seen a car. I've seen one car the whole day driving mm. and, and within 20 minutes come across somebody, you know, and right. I, I, it was like, Whoa, this is, and they were able to help us out and all these different things. And so I think it's just, it's just one of those things that uh, yeah. as much as you're scared to travel, because you have to know, yeah, everything's not going to go perfect. <laughs> um, but 
It will never go perfect. It will never go according to your plan. Exactly. Right. But guess what? It'll work out. Um, when It'll I was uh, when I was in Germany, um, a friend and I had just gotten out of our hotel. We just signed out. We and we had to make it to the train station for an overnight um, to uh, Paris. So it was going to be a long train ride, and we couldn't miss this train because if we missed this train, we didn't know how we were going to get another ticket for another train overnight. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> no way. So. And we get out in front of the hotel and the whole time we were there, the street in front of the hotel was the busiest street I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there was always traffic. It was always like a parking lot out there, barely yeah. moving. Of course, we sign out, we get out of our hotel and there's nothing. And we need a taxi. <laughs> we need, a ta we need um, to get to the um, train station. It's like, you know, 20 minutes into town. So we are out there waiting for 35 minutes for a taxi. We've run to all other streets to look for taxis. No, nobody is driving around. <laughs> we finally see one. And it is now like we have 20 minutes to get there and it's going to take us 20 minutes to get there. And the guy uh, gets out of the taxi. He's helping us put stuff in the trunk. And we realize he doesn't speak a lick of English. Oh, yeah. Not not a word of it. And our <laughs> German isn't good enough to say like, urgently we need to get to the train station so we just pull out the train ticket and we show him the train ticket and he looked at the time he looked at the train ticket and he was like okay and he, we, like we just all get into the taxi and he's he is driving like a madman it was like straight out of like a new york city taxi kind of like movie we're we're he's swerving in and out of traffic he's like you know barely running lights and stuff like that and it, we get there it, the whole time we we're going over there though i was t talking to my friend like if he does if he's not taking us to the train station i mean we're totally totally out of luck here <laughs> yeah it, if he's taking us to some other spot that he thinks people take tickets uh <laughs> we're totally out of luck um uh, but he got us there and then uh we we were trying to pay him and he realized that our bills were too big and he didn't have enough change. So he just like was like, it's free, it's free. And then he like just <laughs> got us out of the taxi and he was like, go, 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 go. You know, get to your train. And it was like the nicest experience I had. Oh, yeah. And it was with somebody yeah. who I couldn't communicate with at all. But yeah. I hope yeah. he knew that I was being extremely sincere when I was like walking away. I was like, thank you so much. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, uh, so, so you guys have been to Iceland and Seattle. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and which, which place was more foreign to you? Yeah, I <laughs> was uh, Seattle. I yeah, I didn't say, it would be surprising. So, and then uh, where'd you go after Iceland? Did you go straight to Bali, or did you go? So, our our tickets that we bought were one way tickets from Phoenix, Arizona, to Paris, France. Um, we flew on, on an airline called Iceland Air, and they offer stopovers up to seven days. So we just took advantage of that. That's the only reason we were even in Iceland. Nice. It's just because it was a stopover on... It's a beautiful place, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Um, so we went from there to Paris, and then we didn't really have any plans after that. So it was probably a good thing because our experience in Iceland kind of altered... Totally we're, threw us for a loop. Oh, yeah. We were planning on doing the slow travel. Just, you know, you find somewhere and stay for a month or two and then move on and really get immersed in the culture. But we didn't do it at all like that. And I don't know. We don't, we're, talk, we're talking about it yesterday. We don't really know what specifically altered in our mindset about the whole thing. But we just did Europe very different from what we were planning. But we went well, to Paris for a little while. I hear the hospitals in Iceland are better than Paris anyway, so it's probably really good that you that happened there. Well, it's so. <laughs> funny, though, because everybody in Iceland, they were essentially saying the same thing, except for the woman who owned the guest house that we stayed in. She needed 
a she, surgery done. Yeah. And she was saying to us, like, the medical here, the medical care is so horrible because <laughs> of socialized medicine. Like, the doctor, the specific doctor that I need to see is off of work for the next month because that's how this works. So I have to wait four weeks to get my surgery. That we look back and they're like, you have no idea how incredible it is that you went to a clinic where the girl knew an ENT doctor, which, was, by the way, was her last day at the hospital. She was moving <laughs> up to a hospital up north the next day. Oh, and we man. met with her. And then the doctor that did the surgery was in surgery when we were meeting with the ENT. So she was like, no worries. I'll just have him add this on to his schedule later today. So it was like, we were like, oh, this is great. We love socialized medicine. This is fantastic. <laughs> you were greeted every, everywhere we went. We were essentially greeted by a, like a physician at the door, like, oh, you're the Blazers? Oh, Come yeah. on in. That's, that's what, oh, yeah. like, Holy smokes. Yes, this, 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 back home. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious because, first off, I've not heard that. I was just joking about the hospitals. Oh, I heard right. being better. They are really good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's kind of funny, though, because uh, you know, you're talking about the lady from Iceland who's complaining about it. Um, that's one thing with healthcare. Like, you know, I think everybody who yeah, lives in the yeah. country hates their healthcare. And, and so it's just funny. Like no matter where you're at, it's, you're well, it's, it's never a pleasant experience. It's no, never like, it, I need to go to the doctor, you know, because things are going great for me right now. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just kind of funny. Cause, um, yeah, she doesn't like it there, but it, uh, I've, I've heard, I've heard that, um, in Iceland, uh, mothers leave their children like out in the cold. Like while while they're getting like coffee or whatever, so that their kids oh. like kind of oh, like well they're bundled up like in strollers in or strollers whatever. Sure, but sure, something yeah. that we read was like if you see a pram on the side of on the sidewalk with a baby in it, like look around in the coffee shops to see if the moms there. Like don't freak out because right, they'll right. often see their kids outside. And it's like huh they do yeah. what? Well, <laughs> well, right. I think that's I, so cool though because I mean like how else are you gonna get used to the cold? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say uh, Utah. I don't think you guys have been gone. I think since you guys have been gone. Utah is the first state to just legislate um, free-range parenting. I just read this the yeah. other day. Yeah, I haven't heard. Uh, for some yeah. reason, I immediately Somebody, thought of like a, a, a farm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, <laughs> like there'd be a farm that children, Utah would have. <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I read about that, which yeah. is crazy <laughs> that that has to be a law now. I know. Well, and it, and it wasn't. It's kind of you know you read the article and it and it. Um, you know, we cover a lot of news stuff when it comes to travel and things, but, um, the, you read the article and it talks about, they didn't make the law because like they're requiring people to be free range. They made the law to protect parents who want to, their kids to be able to play outside and everything. So they couldn't be prosecuted. Cause you've seen yeah. lots of stories, uh, here in the States where, um, you know, the kids are out playing and, you know, mom's inside in the kitchen making dinner or whatever. And, all of a sudden the cops show up and yeah, yeah you're uh, you left your kids unattended. Like, no, I'm looking out the window. I can see them. Like, and, right. you know, um, I check yeah. in on them every five minutes. There was a sure. mom that was arrested, right? Their neighbor called on her or something. They're like, her kids are in the backyard by themselves and it's been more than an hour. And they show up <laughs> and the mom's just inside and she's like, I'm cleaning. Like, yeah. wow. what she, they were like, well, you're under arrest because yeah. you left children unattended outside. And yeah. Like, that's, huh? that's just insane. <laughs> so that's crazy that they'll just leave them out. I mean, that that happened. Right. Here in the states, I know oh. it, it would be yes. it'd be an uproar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, how is some how is somebody unattended when they're in the backyard? Like that to me is an extension of the house. Because be, <laughs> because in this day and age, you have to be sitting on the porch watching them. 
yeah. and, and, and in a lot of people's minds, but, uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm thinking, I, I'm interested to see if it catches on in more States. Um, well, I think, yeah. I think technology will just, uh, solve it and we'll have drones following our children around. Yeah. We can just put chips in them, right? <laughs> no, it's yeah. microchips. Chip implantation that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're hoping chip for. Implanting. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's silly that you can chip your dog, but you can't chip your kids. Come I know. On. Yeah, exactly. actually, that, it, it would be kind of useful. I mean, you know, I'd understand if they want to get it taken out at 18, but it would be useful, especially for traveling parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a concern. You know, you think about it, you know, you talk about going all these places and I think people are more paranoid than is warranted most of the time. Agreed. But, Absolutely. And, and, you know, that kind of goes back to our gen- our primary reason for coming out here is you hear people back home that are anxious about traveling, anxious about getting out of their comfort zone. And that's one of the main things we wanted our kids to learn is that there are good people. Most people are good and decent, and there are good and decent people everywhere you go. Everywhere. And, yeah. um, you know, all these concerns about, you know, I've, I've looked into microchipping our kids just because it was something that I wondered about. Yeah. You know, how do we keep my kids safe? How do I make sure that no matter what I do, no matter where we go, I can guarantee their safety. And it's not possible. It's not a reality that we currently live in. Hey, yeah. but, here's a question for you. Um, so in your guys' experience so far, cause there are good people everywhere and they're, they're uh, <clears throat> helpful people. Um, but I, I remember the first time I ever went to Chicago, um, and we were downtown Chicago, I took the rail, got into downtown. We were staying in downtown Chicago, just off Michigan Avenue. And, uh, you know, first time there. And so it's me, my brother and a couple other people. And, uh, we're, we're carrying our suitcases and we're kind of lost getting to our hotel. And, uh, this guy walks by and kind of sees us kind of looking around cause we're looking at the map and he's like, Hey, you guys lost. And we're like, uh, kind of, we're looking for this hotel. He's like, Oh, follow me. And, uh, so we get walking and uh, he takes us to the hotel. And we're like, thanks. He's like, awesome. He got 25 bucks you can give me for giving you directions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, 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 I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, my <laughs> uh, you know, my brother, uh, we're walking down the street. And all of a sudden, uh, his shoes are wet. And there's a guy spraying, not his shoes, sorry, he's wearing sandals. Oh. And his sandals are wet. And there's a guy trying to, to shine his sandals. <laughs> And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, you owe me 10 bucks. And so they got in this argument about $10 and he's like, these are sandals. What do you, I, yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, I, I, I'm curious. Like that's, that's Chicago. Have you guys come across that as in your travels to yeah, everywhere? everywhere. everywhere. So yeah, there are people like that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, we're not the kind, like I said before, we're not like box checkers and it comes with like a trip with travel as well. We're not the kind of people that go to Paris and we have to, Okay, we checked off the Eiffel Tower. We checked off the Louvre. <laughs> we yeah. just talked about that last episode. Yeah. That. We went to Versailles. You know, we don't. We're not like those kind of travelers. I, you know, we're more like let's go to a place. Let's experience the culture. Let's kind of get a feel for the vibe, the energy of the city. I like to go out by myself and walk and explore the city and just see what the people are like. Get to get a feeling for just the general flow of. I hate to say energy because that sounds a little woo woo, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's unfortunate because you have those kind of people like the one, the person that you encountered in Chicago, they're everywhere. And especially these places where a lot of people travel like Paris and Amsterdam so much. Um, but especially here in Bali, they're all over the place. When we got, came out of the airport here in (laughs) Bali, we had a driver from the villas that we're staying at right now. 
he came to pick us up and he, you know, all the drivers wear white polo looking t-shirts and you have all these guys that are standing outside the airport. They're also happen to be wearing, wearing white, white polos shirts. and we didn't think anything of it. And they're like, Oh, here, let us carry we'll your luggage. Your bag. We'll so they grabbed all our, our luggage carts and they're rolling them with us, following the guy, the driver to the van. And he turned around and he realized it and he's like, Oh, Hey, they're not with me. They're just oh, trying man. to get money out of you, and you're going to have to pay them like, if you let them carry your bags. I'm like, oh, I can carry you. my own bag. Yeah, right. You they'll carry follow my bags. you to your car, and then when you get there, they're I, like, hey, you owe us money. And I they thought they were with you. Wow. That's a good scam. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of stuff, you know, and you hear the extremes, you know, the, and I hate to say it, but, you, you know, people that take kids that aren't their own, yeah. put them out on the street to beg for money and then they take the money from them and they, the kids don't get any of it. Or yeah. here there's a bunch of kids out on the street selling bracelets and you know, there's one kid to every, or five kids five to every kids one to mother. Mom. And it's just like, you know, it's, right. it's sad. Yeah. And I, it breaks your heart to have to ignore and say, no, no, we don't want your bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, well, I, I, I assume my own personal philosophy carries a little bit more soft hearted than I am. I'm a mom. I assume <laughs> everyone's trying to scam me first. Yeah. And then after further <laughs> inquiry or research, I'll make a, a decision later. Yeah, but kind of finding that balance. Cause uh, right. you don't want to be the guy that gets taken advantage of <laughs> um, at the same right. time though. Most of the time when you're getting taken advantage of the sums that you're being, that are yeah. being taken from you are so nom It's yeah. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. I, for me, like when I like in Chicago and which is probably the worst place that it's happened to me. Um, the, the guy that, you know, the guy that can sing, you know, I always throw something for him, but it's the one where totally. it's like, you're spraying my shoes and you didn't say anything to me. Like <laughs> I, it's more, it's almost, I'm it's it, at that point. I'm almost more of a, like offended, like seriously, like right. how weak yeah. do you think I am? Like, <laughs> like the window washers in Mexico that'll run up to your car as soon as you're stopped. And yeah, you exactly. They don't yeah. even have to wipe it off. And they're like, where's my pesos? Yeah. Like, I'm not giving you anything. I didn't ask you to wash I, my window. I think the best ones we found were in Paris or not Paris in Rome. Oh, when really? we were the Airbnb oh, we stayed yeah. at in Rome was right across the street from the Coliseum. Oh. And so we hung out quite a bit around the Coliseum. And there are these guys. I think they were from Senegal. And as you said, I lived outside the country. I lived in East Africa for a little while. So I have I have a, an affinity for the African people. I love people from Africa because they're a part of my heart is in Africa still. And these guys are from Senegal. And they come up and like, oh, man, you're from Africa? And the first time one of them said it, I was like, hey, I live there. And so I got all excited. And I was talking to them. And they give you these free bracelets. You know, they'll give you a handful of bracelets, and it's like, oh, no thanks. No, and then Peace and love. they give them you free. One tried to give us a bongo drum for free, <laughs> and it's just like, really? <laughs> and so, like, and they give them to your kids to get your kids all excited. Sure. And then, you know, after they're talking to you, and he's like, you know, you from Africa, whatever, what you, where are you from? Being really nice. As you're walking away, like, oh, how about a tip for me? How about some money for the bracelets and for entertaining your family for being nice? <laughs> And the first one, I was like, okay, you're really nice. And so I gave him, you know, whatever Euro coins I had in my pocket. I was like, you're really nice. Thanks for the bracelets. Appreciate it. Gave him a handful of coins. 
showed us a picture of his daughter. Yeah, he showed he pulled up out his cell phone and showed a picture of his daughter. Oh, Probably daughter wasn't even his. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor, you have a tip for me? Literally like 20 seconds later, we're walking. Another guy came up. Exact same, same thing. Same bracelets. Gave us the same bracelets. Was it the same daughter? Same, same picture same. on his phone of yeah. his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, your face is red because yeah. you're embarrassed because you just got taken. You get all these guys that go after the kids now because they see you have kids. And so yeah. they're like, oh, here are kids. And then they the realize that you're going to ignore them. But if yeah. you can get your kids drawn in, then they know they got you. No. But finally, we, we got our kids same trained well enough that after five here. or six of these yeah, guys. Yeah, that's why they're out of business. Yeah. Finally, our kids realize that that's what they were doing. And they finally... Daddy's our strongest one. He's no, like, no, thank, thank you. you. We're good. Go no, away. <laughs> it's it's interesting that you said uh, that you said that was in Rome that it was the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. My worst when I was over in Europe was Venice. So maybe it's really? just something about the equator <laughs> brings out the worst in people. Yeah. <laughs> well, we kind of stayed off the beaten path in Venice. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I mean, a lot of that. I, if you could find the right path, let me know. I, I got lost in that city every day. <laughs> Isn't it all water, or is that? <laughs> it's yeah, it's all canals, but they all look the exact same. Yeah. So oh, you can you, like. You didn't take the right past the yellow building after the canal. <laughs> right, it's a great place to get lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I a friend of mine, the same friend that I was in uh, Germany. I mean, this guy, my best friend, we were roommates in college, and I was the closest I've ever been to fist fighting him when we were in Venice and we Even were a fist fight makes me laugh. Yeah, I know it's especially because I would end up hurting myself way more than I would do damage to him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we, we got into this square and we had gotten into it. And then the, you know, a couple hours later, the sun was in a different position and we tried to get out and the whole place looked completely different. I mean, it was like a completely different, like block that we were in. And eventually we find our way out like 35 minutes later of us literally just walking in circles, just dumbfounded on how we cannot get out of the square. And we eventually figured out that it's because we came in on this narrow alleyway where two guys, like especially like two guys, your size Ren, would not be able to go through this alleyway together at the same time. Another fat joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Rolling them out. Um, And so like when we had come in, it was really empty, but as we were trying to leave, it was really crowded. So we couldn't even see the alleyway. And, I, I couldn't believe, I mean, the, the 105 degree weather and the inability to find my way back to the uh, hostel, I, I almost lost my That'll mind. That'll do something to you. Yeah. yeah. But so, once you get lost once in Venice, you kind of figure it out, right? Like you right, get yeah. Then you're like, oh, yeah, you're all of the rules. Like all roads lead to the yeah, same place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the rules I had in my head are not true. Like, there, there doesn't have to be, just because more people are going down a path doesn't mean it's necessarily the bigger. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the right path. Or it's right, yeah. <laughs> so, so what was the last place you were at before, uh, before Bali? 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 Bali. We were Rome. in Rome. Yeah, we went to Rome, Rome and then okay. flew indirectly to here. We had a layover in Taiwan. We were there for a day. But. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. so then, and you said you're in Bali for 30 days? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. And you've been there for how long now? We just got here on Monday, Tuesday. Monday. Okay. So we've been here for three days now. How are you guys awesome. liking it so far, other than the weather? <laughs> it's we, good. The we weather's it. not horrible. It's humid, but it's not as hot as I thought it would be. Mm. This is the first place we've been on this, you know, with our kids that actually poses some 
risk. You know, the mosquitoes, there's dengue fever, oh, there's right. malaria in some parts, the water isn't safe to drink, you can't brush your teeth with the water. And we have a swimming pool here in our villa, and so we have to constantly remind our kids not to put water in their mouth and spit at and each other. You know how kids eyes. do that in the Don't pool. Don't open your eyes. Don't open your eyes underwater. Oh, you man. can't flush toilet paper in the toilets, you know, all these different things. And so trying to make sure our kids are aware of that. And because of what happened in Iceland with Boss, that what what he had there was, I think it was like one in 10,000 or something like that, cases of ear infections developed mastoiditis. We had Riley, our oldest, that had Bell's palsy, which was a complication from an ear infection, which was even rarer. Like one in a hundred thousand. So we have these kids. <laughs> like, if it's a rare thing, chances are we're going to have to experience are. it. We're well, it. So we're here. It's just like, don't do that. Don't do this. And so we're trying not to be helicopter parents, and we're trying not to be anxious about it. But it's almost hard not to be at the same time. Well, it's right. probably helping but, them to listen to you guys more after going through. Like, well, do you guys want to end up like Boston? Listen to what we're saying. <laughs> right. Not having to go to the hospital. <laughs> Unfortunately, they still don't really get it. They're just oh. like, do, 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 whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, they're still kids. Yeah. This is just what you have to do when you go to another country. Yeah. One of you has to go to the hospital. Sorry. Yeah. We found that it takes about three or four days, though, every new place we've gone before we really get comfortable. We get our bearings. You get familiar with the culture, a little bit of the language, the tra- you know, the exchange rate of the currencies. It's unreal. Right. You, you kind of get... You get familiar with it after a few days, and we're we're kind of at that point now. Today was nice because the kids are getting familiar with the routine, what they can and can't do to stay safe. We're getting familiar with the area still. So, yeah. well, well, it's, let's get into my favorite subject. Any guesses, Cameron? Uh, I think it's going to be food. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what's been your favorite food items uh, as you've gone along uh, your trip here? Where? Uh, and it, like first, I guess, what's the f- your favorite place you've had food as far as, you know, is Bali food better than, you know, the best or Italian? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I imagine Italian Italian's good. Italian for me all the way. Yeah. I and then what was the best? The my life and be happy. Yeah. Turns out Indonesian food's pretty amazing. It's I good. love it so far. Yeah. The thing I've tried at least. Right. Um, I think our favorite thing, it's super touristy and super dumb, <laughs> but the crepe stand outside of our Airbnb in Paris, oh, okay. we went there three times a day and <laughs> day. got a Nutella <laughs> banana crepe and ham and cheese crepes <laughs> for all of us. That's and awesome. It was just consistently, and it was reliable. Yeah. I like how reliable it is. <laughs> right. Getting a reliable food know, thing is I don't important. know if I'm as much of a foodie as you are, but I'm a pretty big foodie. Oh, no. But we, we run the same that, circles. Well, <laughs> Definitely not as big, of course. <laughs> Another fat joke. I don't mean size wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just those who don't know. Chris is like six eight, so <laughs> oh, yeah. he's a, he's a big boy, but he's skinny compared to me. So <laughs> when he eats, it goes all to his legs. So yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but, it's got to fight gravity. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so the crepes. Uh, what kind of I, I, the you said the East Asian food that you're eating right now in Bali. Like, what does that consist of? Is it a lot of seafood? Um, um, well, I've always liked Thai food, but Carrie loves Thai food, oh, and I she kind of got me hooked on it. Thai but I love, love the like, peanut sauces and, you know, in foods that incorporate peanuts. I just love that flavor profile. Yeah. And everything here has peanut sauce with it. Mm, well, nice. you get chicken satay everywhere we go, and it's basically <laughs> grilled chicken with peanut sauce slathered all over it. Nice. So it doesn't matter what you get, you like drips peanut sauce all over everything. And everything then goes like, well with peanut sauce. Well, no, no peanut allergies with the kids? No peanut, aller- no peanut allergies with the kids? 
No, nope, that's not yet. I don't feel like uh, I'm in a position where I can um, criticize you for getting the same food every time and not being more adventurous. Yeah. Uh, as I sit here I in Maryland. So, yeah. <laughs> the quantity of my, the volume of food that I eat. It's unreal. I may get this one of the same thing every time, but there's still several like other plates of new dishes. things surrounding yeah. us. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, so here, here's a question then. So, yeah, East Asian food in Bali that's uh, more of like a Thai peanut peanut sauce base sounds like on everything. <laughs> and then you have uh, your your uh, Paris, you had your uh, crepes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious. I mean, Italy, I'm guessing there was a lot of like uh, pastas and, and pastas, real pizza. pizza, not Americanized pizza. Oh, actually, yeah. Um, when I was in Venice, every time I went to go get like pizza, it was American pizza. Oh, really? Did you guys? Really? Yeah. Every time, I think Papa it John's. was just like a, <laughs> like especially Venice, and we were in like there during the summer. So I don't know if it was like a touristy thing where they just saw like two Americans and they assumed that that's what we wanted when we said pizza. They must have had like a lot of other yeah. Americans like, what? What is this? This isn't pizza. I also think that Venice. Well. Venice, when the Airbnb that we stayed at, they told us that 95% of Venice is tourists. Yeah. There's only 5% of the population in Venice that actually live there. So it's incredibly touristy. Yeah. Like, I, that's, well, when it comes to food, pizza, though, like... Really yeah, Italian when it, pizza. It, when it came to food, though, it was it was pretty like whitewashed. It well, pretty, that's what I mean. Like they, they're probably thinking, like, oh, we can make more money if we sell, sell American pizza to Americans, right? But, exactly. Like, if I was going to go to Italy, I want like the real deal. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go to Italy and get a uh, hot dog. <laughs> there's a Netflix show called Ugly Delicious. Have you guys heard of that? I have not. I saw it on my feed, but uh, uh, I haven't checked it out yet. I was thinking about it. Is it good? David Chang. He's one of my favorite chefs. He's pretty pretty popular right now. Pretty famous. Anyway, uh, the first episode on that show, they did a, pe- a whole hour long show about pizza, and it was talking about how you know people talk about you know wanting to go to like in Italy, you want to experience authentic quote unquote authentic pizza, <laughs> right? And how all these places, you know, like uh, a, a margarita pizza in Italy, you're required to use buffalo mozzarella, you're required to use Roma tomatoes or San Marzano tomatoes, you know, all these specific things that you have to do. And they're talking about how in an effort to maintain authenticity, they push away from what a true authentic experience. Like they're trying so hard to be authentic that it's not authentic anymore. It's a, it's a interesting concocted experience. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And I feel like that's similar in all the, like everywhere we've gone, you try to have authentic gelato or authentic pizza or pasta or in Paris, you know, you have authentic escargot or whatever. <laughs> it's it's an inauthentic experience when you seek out authenticity. It's it's oh, one of the most perfect things we've discovered as we've as we've gone as we go along. Tagline right there. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's a great <laughs> well, sound bite. <laughs> well, so the other the, the, the Iceland. I, I I don't I if somebody asked me so what do they eat in I, Iceland? I'd probably say uh, cod. Ice? I don't know. Fish. <laughs> a lot of fish. A lot of fish. A lot of fish. Because that's what they can catch. Everything else they have to have imported. Oh, really? There's not a ton of vegetables or fruit. There's a lot of fish. Do they have any cattle or pigs or anything like that? Or not really? Yeah. Again, we didn't really get out. Oh, yeah. We just, we, oh, right. just, <laughs> day and a half. Yeah, whatever the hospital had, yeah. right? <laughs> so what kind I think... It was okay. The hospital food, <laughs> the, food was toast and butter, and that <laughs> was fantastic. Austin loved it. <laughs> nice. Well, there was, I was going to say, there, I remember seeing a picture, and I can't remember the, the tag you put on it, Carrie, but it was, a, I, I believe it was about a hot dog, 
and how Chris was enjoying oh. his hot dog while everybody else was having oh, food. Where I was, love hot dogs. Yes. I like a good hot dog experience. Yes. yes. They but have these hot dog stands. Everybody talks about them, and, and they're, they're they're open all night. They're supposedly like, like the thing to get is <laughs> oh, you got to stop at the hot dog stand. They're the best hot dogs. <laughs> so we walked like an hour from oh man where we're sitting <laughs> to go find this little hot dog stand downtown Reykjavik. And the only one to finish his hot dog. <laughs> and only out of obligation because I made everybody walk that far. That's so awesome. Right. So it wasn't that great of a hot dog. <laughs> no, what, I ended up getting two more, though, the next day when we were out. <laughs> just because it, it's available. Sometimes you take what's available. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, for sure. <laughs> um, I've also heard that Icelanders pretty predominantly still believe in elves. And I'm not oh, even making so, that up. So do my like, kids. They were just talking about them yesterday. So oh, sure. Um, really the <laughs> lady that met in the hospital she gave we went to say goodbye to her and her mom the last day because i still had never met them until the last day like before we literally got oh, on wow. a plane and flew away i had never met this lady because i was in taking care of boston chris was the one that had her number he was the one talking with her texting her all these things <clears throat> and i had never met her so we go to meet her and she has these little bags little presents for all of our kids and we're like are you kidding me? like you gave us a place to stay you wow. don't need to get our kids gifts and she's like i know you're traveling so they're just little but you need to know the elves are a very big thing here and they are a lot of people think they're real yeah. and there's a lot of folklore about them like this is one of the places that like originated so, so they got she got them all these little like elf troll looking a lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of keebler yeah, cookies flowing through iceland cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it's like 50 60 percent of them believe that's, like full-on believe in elves that's like, awesome no joke <laughs> well, my elves, elves are sweet yeah. <laughs> my my seven-year-old told me last night that she saw a leprechaun walking down the street the other day and i did not want to go down that rabbit hole so i just kind of oh interesting <laughs> now, but i don't know if they believe in like santa elves like tiny little like helper yeah. elves or if they believe in like lord, lord of, of the, the rings, rings elves yeah, exactly <laughs> like oh no like tiny little like oh like oh, yeah. mythical I mean, kind of like like gnomes should i see if i can find it <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Great. I can't wait. Yeah, no, this would be interesting. <laughs> well, his, his horns broke off. Oh, uh, you'll yeah, have to forgive horns. that. Let's see if I can find the camera. Oh, oh man. that's awesome. That's oh man, that thing is <laughs> gross looking. That's way cool. That's so cool. I didn't realize they thought they were like super tiny. Yeah. <laughs> elf to me like has no real meaning now. Like, if everybody has a different idea of what an elf is, then. Yeah. An elf. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? No, for sure. Very Tolkien cool. lied to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, um, I think we're going to have to have you guys back on in maybe a couple months yeah. after you guys get settled in Thailand and you guys can kind of tell us more of your experiences. Yeah, I'd be really um, excited to hear about that. The uh, Yeah. I, like I said, Chris and I grew up together. Um, I pretty much every time I look in the mirror, I think of Chris. Oh, um, wow! And, yeah, and I that's told a you high a little, compliment. Chris. Told you a little bit about this yesterday, but I'm not uh, sure if that's good or bad. Yeah, he looks, he looks in the mirror a lot. <laughs> well, I think he knows why because Chris uh, Chris moved in to uh, our elementary school in fifth grade, and uh, yeah, um, and he and he moved in and he was the tallest kid in the class like immediately. <laughs> Just moved in from California, sun kissed blonde hair, um, and. Uh, he, was he uh, was he rocking the tank back then? I believe he was in the show. I think, was, I think he was rocking Stussy, to be honest with you, like a hey. Stussy T-shirt. But uh, uh, anyway, tough, actually, but yeah, he, he's out walking the playground. Uh, it was like first week there, and I'm playing football with my friends, and 
really hadn't talked or anything at that point. He only been there a couple of days, and uh, he found a piece of shingle, uh, you know, three inch by three inch shingle, and he decided to throw it. And uh, you know, watch not it. at you. No, no, he didn't throw it at me. He just threw it in the air, which I've done multiple times. Like it's really cool. They do all sorts of <laughs> sure turns and different things, and and it ended up sticking in my head. Beams uh, in the, the <laughs> and dome. I have a scar. Right here. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. There's a little <laughs> tiny scar uh, from that time, and we've been friends ever since. So, <laughs> I almost got beat up for that. You remember? Yeah, I do. All my friends. I didn't realize I had that many friends, but they all went after Chris. And uh, <laughs> I think I did two laps around the school before I went yeah, to the principal's office. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so <laughs> the good thing he was fast, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, We've had a lot of good times. We, like I said, we grew up uh, in scouts together, um, high school together. Uh, done a, and now you guys are on literal opposite ends of the world. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but it, it's been fun. We've had periods where we haven't seen or heard from each other for a while, and mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool to see what he's doing with his family. And uh, wish you guys the best. Hope everything goes pretty smoothly from here on out. Yeah, and if you guys are ever in uh, Maryland, we'll have you in studio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. So, uh, and hey, close to DC. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll come out and visit next oh, year. Oh, yeah, so. maybe. So. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. if you guys are still We're in Thailand. Do it. I love do it. Thai food. <laughs> yes, for sure. But awesome. Well, yeah. uh, don't forget to send us the link for uh, your your boutique. Yeah. Do you guys want to plug that one last time? How can people find find the baby yeah, stuff? Yeah, and also and also your your Instagram. Oh yeah. So. The business that we run is kbcutedesigns.com. You can do kbcute.com or kbcutedesigns.com. They both work. Um, we're working on we uh, our family Instagram is Vagablazers. Love um, the name. Blazers like with an S. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and we have another company that's called Hey Let's Adventure. And so we're working on merging the properties right now. I, I'm a web developer, so um, building out the site currently and we'll have a blog and some resources and stuff on there but it's just heyletsadventure.com currently um and that'll be one property at at, uh at some point but it's not finished yet but i'll plug it anyway very cool (laughs) very cool awesome well we follow uh gone trippin podcast follows the vaga blazers on instagram so we'll uh, invite everybody else to do so as well see their adventures yeah i'm I'm really surprised you guys didn't go with trailblazers was that taken (laughs) Almost a little too cliche. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. And I, I, I think I'm a, I'm a squatter in a lot of ways. I think I squatted on the Instagram handle Trailblazers with an S for a little while, and then I just let go of it because you probably could have sold it to the Portland Trailblazers for some money. I don't know if you. Uh, I think it was Carnival uh, Cruise Lines just paid a kid uh, in Virginia that uh, got the Twitter handle Carnival Cruises. Oh, nice. and, uh, and like for like, and it sat on it for five or six years. Anyway, they just uh, purchased it from him, and like I think he has like free Carnival cruises for life or something like <laughs> That's that. That's like but. the <laughs> modern equivalent to like finding like old Coca Cola stock. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, I've got a I've got twenty or thirty domain names I've held on to for a few years now. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. ever going to buy them, but I don't want to let them go because they're so good. Yeah, right. exactly right. <laughs> it'll it'll pay off eventually, especially as URLs get grabbed up more and more. Yeah, exactly. So. 
No, good deal. Well, hey, yeah. thank you guys so much yeah, for joining for us. Coming, guys. I know it's great. late, so we'll let you guys get going and get to bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got three kiddos. I'm sure, sure you have a work time, so we're good. Okay, good deal. Good. I'm sure, deal. you guys have a packed day of adventures <laughs> planned tomorrow, or maybe not planned, yeah. but. <laughs> if, if you get bored, um, since you are in Bali, uh, I would totally go find the movie um, Road to Bali with the uh, Bob Hope. Um, it's an oldie, okay. but uh, I've actually never seen it, but I've heard about it. And I, I listened to a thing on Bob Hope. And they had a bunch of road, like Road to Ethiopia, Road to Bali. Anyway, uh, Road to Bali, he talked about it specifically and. Um, if I was in Bali, I would for sure be watching that movie. So. There you go. Let us know how that <laughs> you might is. learn something. <laughs> yeah. it's either that or the new Aveng- uh, Avengers movie this weekend. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. I'm all over that. Yeah, oh, I, man. I, I tried talking to my wife. I don't do those movies. Marvel's not my thing, but uh, my wife loves them. And so I told her, you know what? I'll take you this weekend. And she said, uh, I can't yet. We haven't seen Black Panther. I have to watch it first. That's true. She does so, have to watch Black Panther. Like, I, Black Panther is really good. I was like, it's I didn't true. realize that was a thing. There was like an order to order all this. I'm so glad so. I have some like-minded people finally on this show. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a loser over here. So. <laughs> <Come> on, <friend. laughs> no good stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much. And you yeah. guys have a great one. And we'll do this again in a couple of months. How's that sound? Great. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Take care guys. Thanks. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, a yeah. great interview that with was awesome. Chris and Carrie Blazer. The, uh, definitely one of my favorite guests. Yeah. No, I almost said my favorite guest, but that's like specifically against like, him, them and, t- and Tim. Tim. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, what the crap? <laughs> no, Tim was a great yeah, guest. Yeah. But they, I mean, they were uh, just, it was so cool to talk to somebody who was on the other side of the planet. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the difference is Tim was three hours away mm-hmm. and uh, they were 12 hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really cool things what they're doing. Um, I think it's going to be very, uh, fun stuff, uh, as yeah. a family to experience that. And, uh, yeah, yeah I can't I, wait to I, talk to him again, especially yeah. like near the, near the end of this trip. Yeah. I, I will be very curious to see, cause right now they're still kind of like optimistic about everything oh, yeah. and I don't want them to lose that, Yeah, but I'd, I'd really appreciate how they feel after it all, it, you know, goes down. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, after a year, it's one of those things like maybe we should have done six months or, yeah, yeah. you know what you, if you're gonna do something like this, uh, do six months months in one place and six months in the other or sure, sure. Um, do six months, go home for six months, come back. You know, I, I definitely be interested right. to see. Um, and, and with that, I think that was a really good one. So maybe I'll, I'll reach out to my friend that just got back from Acapulco right, yeah. and been doing it for three years. And Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, see, now that's, I yeah. want to talk to him about like, you know, so, all right. So you, you went out and did it, you know, you, 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 you pulled the trigger finally, <laughs> but what would you do differently? Now, exactly. You know? Well, and then, and then they, like I said, they came back uh, like a year ago last summer, mm-hmm. I believe it was. And, uh, did the RV where they basically drove from Idaho up in like Washington, Oregon, down the, the one on, um, highway one, mm. uh, into California where uh, he's originally from where they're originally from. And, saw family, that kind of stuff, but they saw a bunch of stuff until like two months in an RV. Yeah. That's and, I, and, be crazy. and if I remember correctly, <laughs> it'll be a fun one to talk about because, uh, the, the brakes went out. Oh, like you always hear about that. Like, with sure. RV, like, like the movie RV. Yeah. 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 Like my brakes don't work. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Somewhere. But the brakes actually went off and wow, they, had that's to, crazy. they had to crash into like some trees to stop it. So, Oh wow. But, uh, that would be a fun one. Holy so I'll crap. definitely reach out to them. And yeah. I want to hear that. Show. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> But well, that wraps us up for today. Yeah. 
as uh, as always uh thanks for listening and if you want to see any of the uh, articles for the new stuff that we talked about as well as the links for um what uh what our friends in Bali were talking about, yeah. and we'll have all that stuff on uh, the subreddit, Gone Trip and Podcast. Um, dot com. Dot com is that's our as, URL. As well. Oh yeah, yeah. the yeah. Gone, Tra- Gone Trip and Podcast Reddit and the yes. Gone Trip and Podcast dot com. com. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll get some uh, <laughs> links, 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 links. Some links on the uh, Gone Trip and Instagram. Yeah, uh, Gone Trip and then also uh, go on our podcast dot com, Gone Trip and Podcast dot com. Uh, comment to us. Let us know if there's something you want to hear, uh, something you want us to do. Right. If you Questions. have a suggestion for drink of the day. Oh, yeah. We definitely want we'll those. Take, we'll take suggestions on that. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, neither of us drink. Uh, yeah. Really? So. No. Yeah. We don't I really mean, drink alcohol. I mean, you occasionally. So, yeah. I'll do it yeah, socially, but yeah, I don't like the taste. Yeah. <laughs> so. but I'm a big uh, baby. So uh, as far as uh, non-alcoholic, it's probably the way we'll go. So. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's never soda, there's never bad ideas. Yeah. So, but there's definitely better ideas. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, cool. Yeah. Well, you guys have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh. And make sure you tune in on Monday. Yeah. For episode five. Yeah. And uh, go out this weekend. Make yes. uh, make some kind of trip and adventure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Have a great one, guys. Gone tripping, my wagoneer and I. Gone tripping, reading the road signs. Gone tripping, one playlist at a time. Gone tripping, odometers ticking. My Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone. Tripping